0: Good morning. This is Jim Colburn of Commodity Research Group. I'm here with Andy LeBeau, also of Commodity Research Group, and we're here to talk about energy markets. To learn more about us, you can check out our website, commodityresearchgroup.com, where we post our podcasts and blog. We would like to thank our friends at EKT Interactive Oil and Gas Training for hosting this podcast. Check out their newsletters, podcasts, and learning modules at ektinteractive.com. This podcast should be construed as market commentary, merely observing economic, political, and market conditions, and is not intended to refer to or endorse any particular trading system strategy or recommendation. We are not responsible for trading decisions taken by anyone. Information is not guaranteed to be accurate, this is not an offer to buy or sell any derivative. Today is June 17th. And Andy, we had the big three, the EIA, the IEA, and OPEC come out last month. And um, if you looked at at least the EIA, it looks like their, their biggest uh, revision was on prices. Prices rallied. They didn't have that in their forecast. Why don't you tell us what happened?
1: Well, good morning, Jim, and uh, hello to all our listeners. It's been a very interesting month, I think, Jim, since we, we last talked. The market has been on uh, quite a run here. Brent reaching $75 and TI reaching $73 early, earlier in the week. And uh, you know, I, think, I think many traders and, and analysts believe that the, uh, the run isn't, isn't quite over. The you know, I, I think the impetus certainly has been uh, the expectation of stock draws coming up uh, while well, we've had stock draws right along since uh, mid-June last year. But it looks like the, those draws can accelerate in the second half as uh, demand really ramps up. And, and we'll talk about that, certainly. Secondly, you know, the market had been anticipated or so, or some Analysts and traders had been anticipating that uh, Iranian barrels would be on the market, you know, as soon as July, and uh, with the recent talks, it looks like that is probably not gonna not gonna happen, uh, and, and those barrels may not ca- come till um, you know may not come out till till October. Um, Andy, that
0: was uh, excuse me, that was in line with what you've been saying for a while.
1: Right, right, right. We 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 didn't see uh, we, we didn't see them coming out in in July. I mean, there could be a last second miracle, but given that the uh, Iranian elections are are coming up, you know, I I don't. It's hard. It's hard to foresee those barrels coming out before before October. I think they will do the deal. I think they will come out. But in any event, those those people who thought that they were coming out sooner you know, it it had to, uh, well, either cover, you know, (laughs) cover their shorts or, uh, you know, reassess where the market's going. And, uh, you know, we're seeing that actually, just looking at this, uh, at the commitment of traders, or obviously, we look at that all the time. And, uh, you know, you you look at what happened in WTI, and the the longs to short went from, uh, let's see, a couple of weeks ago, Uh, WTI was 10 to 1 on May 4th. It's now 15 to 1, and uh, you know the net the net length has uh, really increased. So it's it's also become a very popular trade, being uh, being long oil, uh, in line with uh, some of the moves in uh, in other commodities. But I think the the main you know to us, Jim, you and I are fund you know we're dyed in the wool fundamentalists and barrel counters and you know the markets in deficit and it really looks like uh that deficit's going to increase you know over the next couple of uh the next two quarters so you know i i, I happen to think this this price you know it it's probably it's probably fair you know the question is how much has already been discounted and uh you know that remains to be seen
0: right and Maybe we could go into the recent OPEC meeting and talk about what, what they're seeing going ahead and, and their plans for increasing production to, to make up the deficit or, or not.
1: Right. Well, they, they have the same numbers as, uh, you know, as, as we do. I, th- I think their demand estimates are, are probably uh, a little the OPEC plus, plus o, and OPEC. They both put out different numbers, but they're more or less the same their their demand estimates are, are more aggressive than ours are, our Jim, not surprisingly, because look what they yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, look, look what they book. look what they produce. Yeah, they're talking their book. But nevertheless, you know, they're seeing you know, if you looked at uh OPEC's call for uh OPEC crude in the second half of the year, you know, it, it it's pushing 29 and maybe it maybe may actually over 29 and they're producing 25 five now so you know that they know that uh they're gonna they're gonna need to provide the market with uh with more barrels and let me look at what their call is yeah I mean it's pushing 29 million barrels a day uh for the call for their crude and, so, uh, but they, they they're you know they're gonna increase by Uh, They're going to go from 25.5 in May to 26.3 in June. And then in July, um, they're probably going to go, you know, they're they're going to 27.1, which is in the the OPEC plus balances. And uh, I think it's part of their deal that they made last year. So they are increasing production, but it's not going to be enough to meet the demand.
0: So the um the EIA came out last week and suggested that there would be enough that we do reach a balance in the second half of the year. So um you know they're looking at consumption up from uh, the second quarter up 2.8 million barrels a day. Right. And then production up 4.3 in the second half and we're drawing they have draws at 1.5 million barrels uh now so I think that that yields a, a balanced, you know, supply-demand balance in the second half of the year. Is, are Your numbers coming up similarly?
1: No. Uh, <laughs> I knew that. Not. I knew that. Um, yeah. Well, what what the EIA did is that they cranked up OPEC production, right? Which could happen, right? You know, I'm using my best case here. Uh, I mean, my best guess. They could, you know. Again, that's going to be the, the well that's going to be price directed and geopolitical directed i mean there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of things coming up for for uh, opec plus uh that that um you know will 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 see where they where they come out just using their their numbers though and then adding a fourth quarter increase from iraq you know my numbers are uh draws of about uh, one, you know, about one seven one eight for the second half of the year, and, and I'm on the low side from some of the other, you know, some of the other expectations for second half EIA. You know, they, they're they they have balance because they they just said, well, OPEC's going to increase production because you know, ABCD, the prices will be high, and they might, you know, the EIA might be right. There's some big decisions coming up at this next. OPEC meeting on on uh, where they're going to go uh, on uh, production. They certainly got a break not having Iran on on the market. but but even if Iran was on the market in the third and fourth quarter, let's say Iran provides an extra million and a half barrels a day, okay? I, I have actually a half a million for for fourth quarter, but they, they, they probably can come out quickly with a, a million barrels a day uh, if you throw storage in there. But, it, it, you know, if that's the case, you still then the market would be more balanced and certainly prices would come off. But, you know, they, they might be able to live with that.
0: So you're thinking, say, by 2022, we're going to need those Iranian barrels.
1: By 2022, we are going to need the Iranian barrels. Yeah, we are, we are going to need them. And we're going to need more supply from OPEC because demand is still going to grow, you know, three, two, three million barrels a day. So we are going to we are going to need some uh, extra supply from uh, OPEC Plus, from Iran, and from non OPEC producers. Well, it
0: was interesting um, from an option standpoint. The OPEC meeting I think it lasted about twenty minutes, right? And and uh, you know, Val was already it was already trending lower into the meeting. We I think we had been up around thirty seven percent and. Coming out, we've continued to trade down to 30% or so. And it's also the, you know, volatility doesn't, I mean, it, it tends to go down in markets that go higher, and the trading ranges are kind of, you know, more less, it was less volatility in, in, the, in the actual market as well. So that kind of pulled it down. But it was just interesting. I wish, you know, if, if someone had told me that the OPEC meeting was going to be, 20 minutes long someone who uh is not comfortable selling commodity volatility uh would have been all in on that one but um yeah it's just we, we don't we don't we don't always know what's going to happen but the other thing i'd say is that you know we yesterday actually we saw we we been we, you and i have been talking i think i think it was the Mar- maybe the march uh Podcast we did, we started seeing uh, hundred dollar call buys in December of 2022, which was really unusual. And then uh, recently, uh, I think it was Wall Street Journal came up with an article, so last week about all the hundred dollar call buying, and most of it had taken place, you know, two or three months ago. But um, you know, yesterday we start to, we, we saw some one ten and one twenty calls being bought in December of 2022. So that $100 call is still the biggest open interest on the board, six, you know, 60,000 lots. So it's still the biggest one. But what, what happened, would you say, recently that might, listen, that could be one crazy trader doing that, but what, what would make somebody believe in $110, $120 oil, say, going forward? Exactly. Well,
1: I, I think that first of all to can, can we get to 110 or 120 as we've said many times anything's anything's possible, you know, I didn't really think 100 was going to be in, in play. And I think that what's happened is well, I th- I think a couple of things, Jim. One is this idea that, you know, all the uh, capital that's going into green in, into green, you know, it's not going into black you know it's not going into it's not going to oil and as a result you know some some big projects may not get okay and and we know this depletion of 3 or 4% every year and as a result you know oil is just going to get tighter and tighter so i think there's you know there's that idea and then there's the idea of you know the inflation inflation and the whole super cycle and i you know i mentioned how this speculative money coming into uh, into crude, so I, I think that there's that. You know, people believe that um, you know crude may take maybe part into the into the super cycle. And finally, well, not finally, there are a lot of factors, but you know, let's say the uh, Iran deal isn't, you know, the you know Iran doesn't come onto the market you know, and there's any kind of, any kind of geopolitical upset, well, you know, we're already uh, in terms of inventories, we're already on the tight side. So, um, well, we're below average, I guess. Well, we're tight, actually, if you look at the curve, Jim, you know? Yes. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we're below average, we're below, I had us going into below normal by July, but we may well be there looking at what's, what's happened to the, you know, what's happened to the the curve so inventories are tight so any kind of geopolitical upset that's a you know that that's a big problem well, uh, you, that could be a big problem so it's not you know we, we lived through 147 back when was that 08 yeah yeah 2008 yeah yeah
0: which which uh which to me was you know i i had had this as you know a long-term argument that you know maybe instead of looking at uh, the economy under presidents, we should look at the, you know, whether it does well or not, uh, and give credit to a president. We we should be looking at oil prices or energy costs because, you know, when you think about uh, Gulf War One, when prices went up during uh, George Bush's uh, senior's uh, uh, tenure, the, the we had a recession right after that, and then 2008 we had oil prices go up to 147 W in WTI. And we had a major recession after that, so it's kind of like you can. You think about Jimmy Carter. He, we we look back at that those economic days as being uh, sort of uh, awful, and, and he was uh, he was there during uh, some huge spikes in, in energy costs. So I guess the, I guess my question to you would be: Are we at at seventy five dollar oil? Are we starting to set the seeds for the next decline in oil price, or do we still have a way to go before we do that?
1: Well, that is an interesting question because in, I think what you're really talking about, Jim, is where is the U.S. producer? Because we were the, you know, we've been the marginal. We had been the, the, the marginal producer, you know, we, we had over the last few years, you know, we're the ones that, that uh, you know, lent extra barrels to the, to the market. And, um, you know, at, at what point does the, the U.S. producer throw off? You know, they have, they have, I think, as both of us discussed earlier, and many people have, have mentioned, you know, you and I have been dealing with the U.S. producer our whole, you know, for thir- 25, 30 years. And I think both of us were sort of shocked at how disciplined they've been.
0: Well, even, even the EIA's report uh, made a comment that their models uh, suggest that there is discipline going on. So they're, they're basically, we're saying that at these current, as at current prices, I think they have a three to six month lag between price and rig counts. You're saying the rig counts, even though they've come, I think they're double off the low, right. Uh, they've come back. They haven't come back as fast as they would have expected in their models. Now that could be, you know, how many, how much experience do do the models have? They could be, you know, uh, there could be problems with the models, but I'm just saying that there's an, another piece that they're they're showing more discipline, and I actually thought they would be you know scooping up these fifty and 60 dollar puts in December and producing or or you know out out a lot and just producing like crazy but
1: They haven't been. I mean, it it may have started. I mean, if you look at last week's weekly uh, EIA number, they were up to uh, 112, a big jump of 200. And that was uh, onshore. So that, you know, maybe it's maybe it's started. But there's certainly a lot more room, obviously, for U.S. producers to start uh, coming up with, uh, you know, with some with some more barrels. And um... interesting,
0: Andy, you bring up the weekly number of production because you know we. You always talk about how the EIA's uh, weekly update is is a one week number, and you can't you, you know you're you're better off looking at say a four week average. And but this week's report had some really eye popping numbers, and I mean I looked at it as a very uh, bullish report. And uh, another thing you said in this recently is uh, how much is in the market. And the market's not reacting. I mean, it's, it's not collapsing, but it's, it's kind of moved sideways, I guess, from that report. What, can you just kind of tell us what you look at when you look at these weeklies and what, what was interesting about this week's report?
1: Well, this week's report had, yeah, yeah I thought it was a, a really interesting report the market has been you know looking at gasoline demand, which has uh, uh this week's was what was it 9.3, nine, yes, nine, yeah mm-hmm. uh you know it, it it had uh it had popped up from uh poor week poor week last week, but also you know it, it, there's another component which is uh, the production side, and uh we are Producing, you know, the gasoline output is, is a little higher than I thought it would be for this week, but not all that much, actually. It, it's the import number that's really been a, uh, you know, is it, something to, um, I'm looking at that actually, Jim, also almost as carefully as everything else. Because the, the imbalance in gasoline, which grew, it's grown 9 million barrels now in the last couple of weeks, you know, it, it, and we're just importing too much gasoline. And then you think, you know, the way that I look at it is, you know, I try to project the numbers going out and, you know, looking at where the production is, that's growing a little too fast. But imports should, gasoline imports should decline coming up. I mean, a lot of this is still from the spike that we saw uh, as, a, as a result of colonial Europe sent us all this gasoline. It, it's still going to come, I think, but at a much lower rate. And importantly, uh, we're going to export more to uh, South America. We, are, we already are. There are uh, refinery problems in, in Brazil and Mexico's demand is beginning to uh, tick up. So, you know, I think the gasoline, I think gasoline's is going to draw here, but you know, the other thing I look at is where are we on the, where are we relative to the five-year average?
0: Mm-hmm. We're
1: high. And the five-year average I use is 15 to nine, 2015 to 2019. Because last year was so off, the, you know, oh, it was, of course. It was so out of control, yeah. that, you know, you got to just uh, on both supply and demand, you got to just throw it out. But gasoline just went in two weeks. It went from looking okay to looking, you know, somewhat worrisome but uh, um, we're two days, two days supply and day supply is stocks divided by demand. Uh, we're two days supply above the five-year average. Uh, we have been running like half a day to a day. So the last two weeks has done a lot of damage for gasoline. And, and look what happened to the cracks. And it fell you know, apart. It fell apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, was, Andy, I saw the run, runs were up 412 right. 3, right. to 16.3. Too and- high. That's well, not too, too
1: high, not too high. Much higher than where the EIA had it. Actually, higher than what I thought it would be for for this week too. And that's you know, margins are margins are were okay up until the last you know week or so. Margins were good enough to run. It's you know? it's almost
0: you're almost looking at who's doing a better job at managing supplies at the producers or the refiners, and it's like the refiners see a so they, they see good margins and they, and they come back and then all of a sudden the margins, they go away like snap of fingers.
1: Right, right. Well, they had been doing a pretty good job over the last, you know, year or so, not year or so, let's say six months they've been doing, you know, a pretty good job. They got some help from the hurricanes and from. Uh, they got, oh yeah, you know the hurricanes and uh, the big cool. freeze. The big freeze, um, right? Kept production lower than it ought to have been. Else, they would have screwed this up months ago. I
0: think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> knowing knowing yeah. refiners, right? They'd be yeah. like, oh. all right. Well, the other thing is they're expecting big demand too on gasoline.
0: Well, that's that's if you get back to that uh, gasoline demand number nine three, at the, for this time of year in a normal year if if that's possible that's not a bad number right i mean it, as long as we keep going higher
1: yeah 93 the the 5 year average is is 955 five. For, so for 93 okay. is not horrendous not horrendous you know? and i think it, i think it's going to keep going up you know some guys are looking at back at you know maybe the, the market getting the 2019 numbers 9697 DIA right. is low. They're at 9.2. You know, the government is looking at 9.2 for um, June, July, and August nine point two million barrels a day. We're we're closer to nine point four, but there are other guys who are looking nine six, nine seven. Maybe it'll come in there. You know, maybe. I mean, I, I, people want to drive they want. Yeah, want to hit the road.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm optimistic on you know that maybe. Listen, it's a, as you say, it's a one week number but I think this is like the beginning of a pretty good gasoline season. And um, my, I guess my question is there's still excess capacity for refiners and um, who's going to, what's, what's going to happen first. Are we going to see a pop in gas demand or are we going to see refiners come back? You know, it's just, uh, I'm guessing that, I, I think the refiners are going to kind of come back to meet the demand. So, so I'm not, I guess what I'm trying to get at is there a, is there a play in the gas crack or not? You know, it's as you mentioned, it's it was it was decent, it was good, and then it came off sharply. And then, do we does is there enough gas demand out there to take it back to, you know, to bounce off of these levels?
1: Yeah, as I was saying, I think I think stocks can draw from here. A big thing will be, you know, if export demand really kicks in, you know, refiners want to send. You know, they prefer to send barrels out, you know, the RINs, you know, the, the administration's working on the RINs issue. Uh, I'm sure they'd love to see the RINs come off because that, that's also been holding them back. Uh, if it does come back, though, you know, then they'll crank, you know, then they'll crank. So it's kind of, it's really, you know, gasoline should be pretty interesting coming up. And of course, you know, imports, I think, are going are also going to come off. So-, so- it could, it should. Inventory should draw, I think, from these numbers. But you know, is gasoline going to get tight? at, I don't know. You know, so I'm, I'm not sure. I doubt. I don't. unless demand is like nine seven nine eight. I don't see it.
0: So a lot of these uh, numbers for the weeklies are estimated or backed into, but the stock levels are surveys, correct? Is that those right? The-, the
1: stock levels are usually right.
0: They're usually right. So, um, so going forward with all this noise in the marketplace, what kind of, are, are, what are you looking at? Are you lo- I mean, it sounds like you're looking at all of them, but is there any, things that stick out that you'd be interested? You said gasoline imports you'd be
1: watching. Yeah. Gasoline imports will, will be important to watch distillates. Uh, I'm watching the production cause it's, it's, much too high, but demand is, you know, demand's been solid for distillates, you know, diesel demand's been really solid. And, um,
0: ask, ask anyone who's been on the highway in the last few months.
1: Oh man.
0: It's, it's like trucks all over the place,
1: all over the place. I yeah. mean, you, it's like a parade of trucks, Yeah, you know, and I, I think so, which is the reason, the, you know, diesel demand has been, uh, has been good. And, and we know that the, it's been good, even even with the um, all the supply chains messed up. Um, so I think that'll that'll continue. Uh, interestingly, distillate day supply is 34 uh, right now, and the five-year average is 34 and a half. So we're oh. we're you know we're in good we're in pretty good shape on on distillates, but certainly that production number bears bears watching, and uh, total demand. We are running the four-week average is 19.35 million barrels a day. Uh, the five-year average is like 20.24. So we're still 900,000 barrels a day below average, and a lot that is a function of gasoline demand not where it could be, and jet fuel demand is still running 400,000 barrels a day below average, and um, you know I, I, that that should. I think that'll improve.
0: What um, What was the demand number this week, or pro- as they call it, product supplied?
1: It was over 20 million barrels a day. It was good.
0: Yeah, again, you know, it was, a it was good.
1: Yeah, for a one week number, it was it was uh, it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't the 21 that we've seen, but it was good. You know, it was good. It was good across. It was good across the board.
0: Before we get into uh, talking about prices going forward, uh, any any other things that you wanna uh, we, that you wanna talk about can, as related to uh, fundamentals?
1: Well, I, I you know I think it would be interesting to see. Uh, one thing we can talk about is uh, whether or not uh, the administration, you know, where at, at what point, you know, do, do, is higher gasoline prices a problem? Uh, you know, political problem. I don't, I don't think we're there yet. And the other thing related, Jim, is is what's the demand effect? You know, is there going to be a demand effect if prices start, you know, moving up to, uh, th- you know, four dollars a gallon or three seventy five? You know, so somewhere in there. I mean, it's usually four is usually unacceptable, right? Except uh, in California. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. Except a, in California. But community. I mean. You know, for the for the rest of us. Right. Yes. And I think even in California, you know, and and do you think there's going to be a price uh, price effect or people just, you know, it doesn't matter?
0: Well, there is a there's also the income effect. So people obviously not everyone, but there's a um, if you look at the economy as a whole, there's more sort of more income in people's uh, uh, people saved a lot of money last year, the ones that could. and. So that tends to have a countervailing effect on, on the price. I think, we, I think we saw that you know in previous uh, moves, high, moves up in, in gasoline prices as long as people's income keeps going up. So that, so that might be an offset. Plus, you know, the wild card is the pent up demand. I mean, you, a- anecdotally, we, we seem to know people and see it on the highways that people are Wanting, want to get the heck out of their houses and yeah. you know and, and i think people who can work remotely are looking at airbnb type situations where they can work from places that aren't at home you know they can go on a trip and still work right and right. we you know we still haven't seen the kids out of school yet so i, th- I think there's uh, anecdotally i think the parks are full you know in terms of uh trying, to, trying to, uh, get a reservation so i don't
1: think you can
0: i don't think you can and and um so i so i think that you know i'm kind of optimistic on this uh gasoline demand uh i don't want to say it at any price but for where we are now you know
1: yeah so we may just see yeah it doesn't matter where the where the prices are as long as they're not four. as long as it doesn't have a four handle yeah i I don't think it will i mean could well i shouldn't say that i mean i did it could anything's, anything's possible, you and, know. I, and whether or not, you know, the administra- whether the administration gets involved in oil pricing, I don't know. I mean, they're working on the RINs issue, and that, that may bring more supply. You know, whether they go, you know, as far as, as putting some pressure on the uh, Saudis, uh, you know, I don't know if they're up for that right now.
0: Yeah, we haven't we haven't talked about China. You want to mention
1: oh, right we didn't talk about China so which is a big which is a, obviously a, a really big deal being that they're the second biggest you know second biggest consumer of of, uh, of petroleum and you know that they uh, looks like from their apparent disappearance is is doing very well you know way way ahead of last year but of course last year in the first quarter uh, they had They had their outbreak. They had their virus outbreak, and um, you know it looks like they're up over a million a day. I I, I think um, you know some of the estimates for Chinese demand is going to be you know could be close to a million a day. You know I'm working with around seven to eight hundred thousand a day growth, and you know their their imports. It looks like in you know they they did great last year because they bought you know they did what you're supposed to do. They bought, like, when the market was really on its, on its heels, you know, down around, you know, with TI, you know, TI from zero to 20 and Brent from zero to 20, you know, they bought the hell out of the market. Yeah, And uh, they built up inventories and it allowed them to draw down inventories in, in April or May. You know, it looks like they may continue to draw inventories or... You know, or are they going to get squeezed with prices up here? They usually don't.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, I, I guess it, we always wonder if the, if it's when they when they're buying crude, whether it's crude to consume or crude to store. And you know what? These prices, it's it's consumption, not consumption, they're not, right? Yeah. They're not, so
1: they they're certainly not going to overbuy. Right. Um, you know, they may they may work off they may work off some of the inventories that they that some more of the inventories that they. Uh, you know that they built. And so I, I, I uh, yeah, that, that's a tough one, but it does look like their demand is uh, is picking up. It's picking and up, and what's really important, I think, is to watch. You know, are they buying up here? Because obviously, that's pretty yeah. bullish.
0: Right, right, and they and they certainly are. Uh, I remember from my grain days, they are savvy. Uh, savvy traders um like you just mentioned and um what about india is, are we seeing a big collapse in demand in india or or no because we were
1: yes i mean it's it, it's well demand is, is definitely softening obviously mm-hmm. um you know they were expected to grow by over, from last year by over um some some people had them up a million barrels a day on, on demand, up from four five to five five. I think the the OPEC took that down to 500 a day growth. So you know they took off 500 a day, which is a lot. And that is you know we've we've got them at around four eight four nine this year. So you know this it, still the demand's okay. I mean it's not okay. Uh, trying to be. It's, not, it's not
0: the worst case scenario that's playing out
1: Yeah, it's not, exactly thank you Jim yeah thank you Jim and so
0: that. let's uh let's let's talk wrap it up with uh like prices going forward you know just a, like a month or two out it's uh well tough, tough you know
1: we had yeah it's a tough call in our last monthly we had WTI at 73.50 uh for the next Month or two, and Brent at like seventy-five, fifty. We're just about, you know, we're just about there. Can the market appreciate? Yeah, I, th- I think there's there's still some room to, for the market to to move up. I mean, there's a there's a lot going to go. There's a lot that's going to go on here in in July. You know, the the OPEC meeting. You know, where they go on on uh, supply. Uh, the Iranian election. You know, is is going to be a big deal. The talks are going to be uh, a, a big deal. And, you know, those are going to start telling the tale, as is any kind of price, you know, any price effect to the, from, these, uh, from these higher oil prices. You know, I think there's, there's some more upside, but, you know, you, you start getting an eight-handle ahead of, of Brent. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's, that's sort of toppy up there. Particularly, yeah. the other thing to watch is going to be these U.S. producers, you right. know, and some of the, and, and some of the chat. Coming out from um, you know, I'd, I'd watch what Scott Sheffield has to say uh, over the next month or so, you know, because he's been <laughs> the he's been the leader on the discipline. You know, we're disciplined, right. but as we have said in the in the past, you know, these guys are you know they're into the exploration and production. They're producers, so you know, let's let's start watching the chat and the actions from some of these U.S. producers. If you start seeing open interest really start Spiking, you know, in the in the um, you know some of the puts you mentioned, Jim, or you know some of the uh, outer months, you know, I, I, that that could that also is bearish.
0: Right. And what about products? Gasoline? We expect to do what?
1: I think that the, the um, I actually like the cracks so I, I, a little. You know, I'm not sure mm-hmm. I'm ready to buy them right here, but. Um, yeah, I, th- I think gasoline is, is going to, again, you know, you start see, we'll, we'll see where these demand numbers come, come in right. and what, what refiners, you know, where, how they produce, we're, we're, we've come out of turnarounds. So, uh, you know, th- those are over. But yet we're also seeing um, with, with the spike in uh, power price and with the spike in heat, uh, where, you know, Texas is having issues again. Right. And we've got hurricane season coming up. So, you know, global warming or climate change or whatever you want to call it, you know, is definitely having an effect mm-hmm. on uh, supply and demand of uh, refined products. In- uh, diesel, diesel has been, um, I think diesel still do okay. And I think margins which have come off, I think they're going to stabilize and uh, should start coming, you know, drifting back up.
0: All right. So I have to tell you that um, I agree with everything you said. All right. <laughs> Any, anything else? It's uh, <laughs> just I, the two
1: of us. I know. We're, I know. Uh, well, we'll get, you know, we'll, we'll be looking to uh, get a special guest coming on who can, uh, you know, argue, argue the other side or agree with us.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, it's amazing how when you read... One of these monthly reports, including your own, within weeks, you, you know, like uh, I think this 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 time over the month was how, how much prices moved up, but also since the since the beginning of the, these reports, the cracks have fell, fallen apart. So it's right. kind of like something always happens. Something <laughs>
1: always happens.
0: Yeah, which is which makes makes it. Really and, and
1: let and let's not forget, you know, we still have this you know this virus throughout the world right uh and you know some of these variants so let, let's you know let's not forget that i mean yeah. we, we you know it looks like we've come to the you know the light at the end of the tunnel is we're just about there here in the u.s but you know there are other countries that are well behind us yes
0: very good Okay, Andy, thank you very much. Anything else you want to wrap it up? Yeah,
1: let's, uh, you know, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a, a, a hold of uh, me at uh, lebo A-L-E-B-O-W, at commodityresearchgroup.com, and our website, Commodity Research Group.
0: And I, you, know, you can find me on, uh, I'm, the best way to get in touch with me is on LinkedIn. So you just look me up.
1: Yeah, I'm on there too, on LinkedIn. Oh, Okay. Thanks, Andy. All right. Thank you, Jim.